Bickley and Murata. Social Studies. Brought to you by Carol Royce Keller Williams Realty East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to carolhasthebuyers.com. That's carolhasthebuyers.com. It's time for Social Studies. Here's Sarah. Ready, set, go. Okay. How about wow. that for a quick intro? Well, how about Corbin that? Carroll fast, eh? Yeah, we do hey? everything fast in Phoenix these days. <laughs> That's right. We are on Twitter at Bickley underscore Murata. Um, that is where Jarrett posts the questions very quickly every single day. And that's where I pull my favorite answers from for this here segment. Let's start with cut down day for the Arizona Cardinals yesterday. We talked a little bit earlier about uh, guys that you were surprised didn't make the 53 man. Guys that you were surprised to see did make the 53 man. Um, we are asking of these four options, which move was most surprising to you? Which trend was most surprising to you? Uh, keeping five running backs, keeping six inside linebackers, cutting the long snapper, Aaron Brewer, or cutting Chandler Wooten and Devon Kennard? Ooh. Ooh. How about keeping six inside linebackers while cutting Chandler Wooten and Devon Kennard? That's, that, to me, is the answer. A little combo. Combo platter. Um, I'm yeah. I'm leaning towards the linebackers. The, the Brewer thing, I think, will be worked out yeah. somehow. I'm hoping. Just strategery. He's a guy that you can count on at that position. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go with six inside linebackers too. Just okay. edging out five running backs. By the way, well, that is where most of the votes went. Keeping five running backs. Thirty nine percent say that move was most surprising. Twenty five percent say cutting the long snapper was most surprising to them. Twenty two percent pointed to the cuts of Chandler Wooten and Devon Kennard. Fifteen percent. Your guys's pick. Fifteen percent for keeping six inside linebackers. Josh Game Show says keeping five running backs is definitely the weirdest right now, but I don't think they start week one with all five. Something is in the works. And Justin, the pool guy, goes alongside Josh Game Show. He says Daryl Williams is traded by today. Ooh. Ooh, how do we feel about this prediction? Mm, needs a running back. Mm. <laughs> Moving on to our next question. <laughs> You don't, you, <laughs> what, Jared? No, you unfortunately don't see a lot of trades in this day and age for second string running backs at this time of year, just because they, you know, teams feel like they could just plug in anybody, especially at second string. Don't tell Justin the pool guy that. Yeah, I won't tell Justin the pool guy or Josh Game Show that. Or Josh Game Show. All right, let's move on to our next question. The biggest storyline around the Diamondbacks right now, there are a lot of them. They kind of went from not really all that interesting to incredibly interesting in just the course of a few weeks. So of these four options, again, what is the biggest story right now? The youth movement with Corbin Carroll coming up to the D-backs. The scoreless streak by Zach Gallen right now, 34 and a third consecutive scoreless innings. Tori Lovello's extension being uh, re-upped for 2023. Or the Diamondbacks win streak slash where they are in the wild card chase. What's the biggest story to you right now? That's a great question, it is Jared. A good question. I don't even have room for the you know fall of Madison Bumgarner yeah. and his impending two-year contract. But That's not that big a deal. Okay, He'll be back. Um, for me, it's the youth movement. Do you agree with that, Beck? Yes, because that's the permanent. That's that's the long-term. Yes. That's the short-term and the long-term combined. That's That, I think, is where I would vote. Zach Gallant's streak will come to an end yes. at some point. Yeah. 
Although it doesn't look like it's being even threatened right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Tori Lavella will be in a hot seat again going to next year. We've seen that before. That's no big development. Yeah. Oh, it's the last year of his contract. Right. Again. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, Corbin Carroll and the youth movement. No surprise here. 73% of our voters say that's the biggest story right now. Behind that, at 19%, Zach Gallen's scoreless streak. 6% voted for uh, the car- or excuse me, the D-backs win streak and wild card chase. Only 2% say Tory Lavello's extension is the biggest story right now. Uh, <laughs> okay. So this person's Twitter handle is Sons23Champs, but the username is DBacks22Champs. He tweets us, wow. says, I'm getting huge Bubble Suns vibes from this Diamondbacks team. Oh. There is something cooking. I think we're going to see it next year. What do you guys think about that? I like that? that. I hadn't even put those two together, yeah, but that's... I, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty good comparison. Way to go, D-backs 2022 Good. That champs. means Vinny's going to make <laughs> a montage for Tori Lavello at the end of the season. going <laughs> to put some explosions in the sky behind it. Yes! And you're all going to cry! Um, I said it earlier in the show. There's going to be wild card expectations on this team next year. They're just oh, yeah. Look at what Baltimore's doing with a similar trajectory. Uh, they tore it down, building with prospects. They're in the race right now. And I, I, I do believe that if the Diamondbacks had better back-of-the-bullpen performance this year, they'd be in that chase as we speak, but Mm -hmm. it wasn't to be this year. Yeah, J-Rod Cards had a similar tweet. The coaching staff gets every bit of talent possible out of this Diamondbacks team. If the bullpen were simply average, this team makes the playoffs. Right now, they remind me of the Bubble Suns. This team can make a wild card run. Yeah, oof to the bullpen kind of shooting themselves in the foot with uh, wild card chances right now. Uh, Justin Oh, Justin the pool guy. He's back. He He's says, on fire. He oh, is. my goodness. Zach Gallon is the youth movement. No. Very excited for my boys. These dudes have the it. But Justin, factor. remember, you can be excited now. But yeah. six years down the road, these guys are all going to be gone. Don't you dare get excited. <laughs> let it go, Vinny. I will never let, let it, it go. go. <laughs> Make like Adele Dazeem. Let this go. <laughs> and let it go. <laughs> the wickedly wow. talented Adele. Yes, that's right. Wickedly talented Adele Dazeem, yes. All right, let's get to our final question. Uh, Sticking with the D-backs and Corbin Carroll, whom we have all remarked, is very, very fast. But who is the fastest athlete in Valley sports history? Jared, I got to say, uh, and I'm not even, this is not hyperbole. Hyperbole. This might be my favorite slash the best question you've ever asked on social studies. What? Wow. None of his soup questions made the cut for you? I love this question. There's so many possibilities. The hyperbole of... (laughs) My answer. I'm going way back in the archives for this one. Former ASU wide receiver Ron Brown, whom you may remember was on the 1984 U.S. Olympic team 4x100 relay that set records. Carl Lewis was the anchor on that. Ron Brown was good enough to run with Carl Lewis. He's the answer. My former colleague, the great Jeff Metcalf, put that out on Twitter earlier. Yeah, he did. did. Jeff knows what he's talking about. He, He wrote... Possibly Ron Brown of ASU at the 1984 Olympics. Yeah, Jeff Metcalf definitely would be the guy. Uh, Tony Womack on land, says J-Rod. Michael Phelps Ooh, in C. Good answer. Which, I guess, uh, in Arizona, do we get to claim Michael Phelps? Even though he's not from here? Or he raced here? He's from Maryland, isn't he? Yeah, yeah he's a Baltimore, yeah, Baltimore. Kid. Yeah. But tied to ASU. 
Is he still tied to ASU or, or is that done? I don't I honestly think, don't know. I don't think he's coaching anymore. Okay. I'm not certain about that, though. Okay, but loves him some Arizona regardless. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. He's, he's got a home here. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do you have an answer, Bick? Is is Ron Brown your I guy? Think it's, I think it's Kyler Murray or Corbin Carroll. I'm, I'm sure Ron Brown was faster, but I never saw him run. Yeah. So I, I would just be guessing. I did the... Uh, so many great answers on that. I would like Kyler Murray and Corbin Carroll to race even better, even better. I would like to, the Diamondbacks to claim Kyler Murray the next time the Rule 5 thing happens <laughs> and then negotiate with the Cardinals and let him join this blazy, speedy baseball team. That would be awesome. Wouldn't There's that be the does. greatest? There's Never language in the contract. Well, that's it. what I'm saying. You have to negotiate with them. <laughs> Don't even think no, you, got, you, got, you got rid of the independent study addendum. We, we know Take nothing's ironclad in that contract. <laughs> <laughs> I did I did the math, by the way. We were talking about Corbin Carroll was nearly, what, 31 feet per second, correct? Yeah. yeah. His first yeah. Jeez. Usain Bolt, in his 100-meter dash world record, uh, thirty-four point two feet per oh second. Oh my That's goodness! Unbelievable! Wow! Yeah, track speed's different. Yeah, it hits well, it different. It's not going insane. around curves either, like Carol was. True. Although Usain used to run the two hundred as well, right? Yeah, I didn't, so he had a, I didn't calculate a curve. That one. <laughs> uh, okay, going you back know, to I once told uh, I once told a gym teacher in high school I got in trouble for this. We were a, we had Where a, a will, we had a, way. I know it was even it was, this one was not quite as dorky, <laughs> but we went out to run. He was making us run a mile or whatever it was, and he screamed at us all, "Don't cut any corners!" And I looked back at, back at him and I said, "There are no corners on a round track." Oh, you are such a smart ass. I got oh my the, yeah, gosh! I got, I got I got in trouble. For <laughs> you got to run two miles that day, yeah, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Uh, a couple responses again. Fastest athlete in Valley sports history. Rachel H says Jarrett Carlin. When there is free food in the break room, <laughs> that yeah, might be true. Uh, dude in the desert. This one hurt my feelings. Fastest athlete in Valley sports history. Josh Rosen. He was here and gone in a split second. Uh, we have from Richard. Obert, another former colleague of yours, yes. Dan Bickley, Devin Allen in the hurdles, the formy, uh, former Brophy football player and track star. Did he make the team with the Eagles, by the way? I didn't see I didn't see I didn't either. See but yeah, racing for Team USA over the summer. Uh, Chris Johnson says our guy, Tim Ring, and the Brazilian blur, another. Leandro Barbosa. Oh, My favorite response yeah. was from Brandon, who said Kurt Warner. Yeah. And Kurt responded with, in capital letters, truth. <laughs> <laughs> sure thing, Kurt. And we had a couple people that technically the answer is Hollywood Brown. Uh, Hollywood Brown in a car. Yes. Yeah. Oh, right. Right. That's one of the reasons I love this question so much is we get the just big so variety of two transcendent questions in one social studies. Goodness. Low clap for Carl. Since my Friday today. <laughs> Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. He's putting you it all out more there. More than a tone for giving Vinny yesterday's live reads, Jared. I got to give it up. Something <laughs> more than a tone. Yeah, something went gunny sack with the uh, my fault. printer. <laughs> Did you just say gunny sack? There's something wrong with the printer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. Thanks to everybody who chimed in and yeah. uh, contributed to social studies. At Bickley underscore Murata on Twitter. Coming up next, get more into the uh, Cardinals roster moves from yesterday. And we know where the green dot on defense is going, at least in week one. We'll get into it more next. Bickley and Murata mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Seven FM, Arizona's sports station. Dan Bickley, Vince Morata. Bickley and Morata mornings. Bickley and Morata mornings on this Wednesday, coming to you live from the Auction Community Studios. Still a lot of fallout from the Arizona Cardinals, among other teams, trimming mm-hmm. their rosters down to 53. We're only eight days away, by the way, from real NFL football. Next Thursday night, Bills and Rams to open up the season. That should be a great game. Oh, that's going to be unbelievable. Uh, but, uh, you know, a week from Sunday, the Arizona Cardinals hosting the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, one thing we do know is that uh, yesterday, Isaiah Simmons talked about it, and it had been a storyline throughout training camp. Uh, who's going to be the quote-unquote green dot? The guy putting everybody in a row on defense. Isaiah Simmons said, yep, I have the green dot, and he's pretty pretty, Interesting. pretty happy about it. I like it. Um, I get to hear the play first, so I can't forget it. <laughs> and um, I don't have to worry about not hearing the call from anyone or, or anything of that sort. So, and so far, you know, I feel like... In the past, you know, we've had some times where guys aren't getting the call. Um, but me being, like, involved with the secondary, um, I realized the stress of getting the call to everybody, especially the far side corner. So um, I feel like ever since then, you know, ever since I've, like, started calling it, we've uh, been able to get the call out and get lined up. And he mentioned it in that soundbite, being involved in the secondary, he knows the importance of getting the call to everybody. But he also said this, and this has been, you know, they created a, a title, basically, for Isaiah Simmons, he's the star backer, but uh, Isaiah himself said this. I would say mostly just like the linebacker spots for the most part. Um, I mean, I could get out and cover a little more, but... uh, They got a pretty good tight end, so... uh, (laughs) A really good tight end, so... Um, I'll probably say it's most likely just going to be mainly linebacker. What's your reaction to that? We've had so much speculation on him moving around. That's not for game one specifically. Yeah, game game one one specific. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That that's yeah. That's what I think about. I the the other thing is interesting to me because the idea of him of him having to organize and make sure everybody knows the play. If he's good with it, I'm cool with it. But the last thing I want to do is get his brain on anything else. I we just need him. They just need him to be playing at max speed this year. Um, I also know that a couple of the candidates they were looking at for the green dot, they they might not even be in the starting lineup. So <laughs> they kind too. of ejected themselves as candidates. So if Isaiah Simmons likes it, then, I, then I'm not going to quibble over it. But again, I just I, I, it sounds like he's in a really good place in terms of the game slowing down. I, I just hope this doesn't derail him at all. Yeah. Uh, he also reflected now going into his third year, he's thought of as somewhat of a veteran. He uh, talked about that particular subject. Yeah, it's a different Definitely a different feeling, but it's also a feeling that I like having. Um, I kind of feel like I'm back in the position or working my way to the position I was in Clemson, which is a really nice thing. And um, just 
knowing that I'm I can be there to help guys, it actually helps me because the more questions they're asking me, the more it's keeping my mind going on the game and thinking about other things that could you know maybe correlate more towards a corner or more towards like a, a end or outside linebacker. Um, so just being that guy for people to come up to and uh, lean on um, is very helpful because I still I still ask billion, Buddha a million questions every day. So um, you know just understanding that someone else like you know I'm the Buddha to someone else um, is just something that always just keeps me going to be able to help everyone yeah I'm I'm putting Isaiah Simmons really high on my list not shockingly of, of guys that I'm looking forward to see play we saw some some movement last year some improvement mm-hmm. uh, he struggled as a rookie it was a weird year that was the COVID year last year he uh, was able to flash a little bit more. He's counted on now. I, I don't think there's any choice. This isn't a, hey, Isaiah Simmons, we got to wait for you to no, be who you're going to no. be. The, the Cardinals need him to be who he's going to be. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to have to literally crack that top 100 list in the minds of people, maybe flirt with the Pro Bowl. He, he's going to have to have that kind of year. I don't think there's any question about it. Um, and he's, he's certainly set the bar high himself. Uh, he, he's... It's going to be fascinating to see because he's really expecting to dominate, and he said so. And and watching this unfold is going to be quite something because we all remember his debut against the Forty ers Yeah, they they targeted him pretty. Oh quick. yeah, they suckered him into a couple of things. One of the first plays of the game. Got, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that Raheem Mostert? That's very well done. Yeah, yeah that's what it was. Um, there is a report out there from uh, Jordan Schultz who breaks some sports news, but he says that uh, Trace McSorley already back on the practice squad. It's been retweeted by Josh Weinfuss of ESPN. Now, mm-hmm. it is fair to note that Jordan Schultz did originally report yesterday that Jesse Lucchetta had made the 53-man roster of the Cardinals, and then other things transpired. The, the Trayvon Mullen trade happened, and Lucchetta was shown the door. I would expect him to be back. If he was that close to making the 53, that's a guy you want around, if he doesn't get claimed. Especially since uh, the other team that we heard would be interested, the Lions, they wound up signing Nate Sudfeld as their backup. Did so, they really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, there were two teams when the mor- when our show started this morning. There were two teams that had one quarterback on their roster. Now wow. it's just the Cowboys. Now it's just the Cowboys. Okay, yeah. well maybe they'll sign Mungo Beanfield, oh. Jared, or Hank Cudgley. Yeah, Gudgley, Cudgley, Gudgley. Yeah. Okay. Um. I th- that's well. Then that was a good gamble for the Cardinals to take. If that is indeed true, yeah. If if nobody claimed Trace McSorley, then then they then they gambled accurately. How? I mean. Obviously, there there are three individual quarterbacks. Kyler Murray has his skill set. Colt McCoy has his skill set. Trace McSorley has his. But there's similarities with all three. Mm-hmm. All three, you know, pretty diminutive as quarterbacks. I don't think you have to change the offense too much for any one of the three guys. How much advantage do you think that is? Because we've seen in the past too, like you know, Kyler Murray as your starter and Chris Streveler as your as your backup. Mm-hmm. You you couldn't do the same things. If you were pressed into it, I, I don't think no. if the Cardinals got down to a third quarterback and Trace McSorley was pressed into action, you know the offense didn't look that much different when he was at the controls of it in preseason. They just the personnel was different. Yeah, that's that's yeah. There's obviously some value to it because you want to you want to keep your football team as close to its its operating playbook as possible. And you couldn't do that with Chris Trevler. You When he came into that game a couple of years ago that they had a win, it was, it was incapable of doing so. Yeah. 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 
he could do it for one game. Trace McSorley could give you one game. If you need one game, he could mimic enough of the offense to keep you in one game. Yeah. Yeah. After that, you know, he turned into Zeb Nutley, and you don't know. Uh, no, what I think he's getting. a little better than Zeb. Okay, you're probably right. A little better than Hank. A little better than Mungo. I shared this off the air. I'll share it on the air now. In my Pac-12 fantasy league. Mm-hmm. I got another Jarrett Carlin name guy. Oh yeah, Washington State backup running back, a freshman named Juvensky Schlenbaker. <laughs> wow. Schlenbaker. Juvensky. Juvensky. D-J-O-U-V-E-N-S-K-Y. That does sound like something you'd make up. Yeah. Sounds like something that you'd say with a mouthful of sauerkraut. Sandro <laughs> Platzgummer. Did he make the Giants team? I, I don't know. <laughs> What's your team Stand name by. this year, by the way, if you, if you can say it on the air? It's I don't up know. for a change. I came up with it on the fly, but I like to always base my team name on an ASU player. So this year, so far. So you've had to change it like 14 times in the offseason? I changed it last year because I named it after Jaden Daniels, and then I saw how he played, and I renamed my team uh, name halfway through the season. I miss Manny Wilkins. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, I don't believe our guy, Sandro Platzgummer. Dang it. Made the running backs room. Uh, Handfruit hand Time would be a great name for a fantasy football team, wouldn't it? Hey, ho! My, te- hey, ho! my team name right now is <laughs> Elijah Badger Don't Care. Oh, oh that's, that's nice. Not that's nice. Yeah. Uh, coming up next. Oh, we get, Wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we get we got to spin a wheel of some <gasps> sort, don't we, Jared? What? Wheel of the mind. It's a wheel of benchmarks spinning, and where does it land? Start, sit, cut. <laughs> Everybody's favorite. Start, sit, cut is next. It's Bigley Murata mornings. Oh yeah, ninety-eight seven FM <laughs> Arizona Sports Station. Bickley and Murata want to know, who would you start, sit, or cut? Go ahead, Jerry. Oh, I'm sorry. Speak, Ferret. <laughs> I was looking up the stats of Pole Vault Johansson. <laughs> All right, I'm going to give you guys... Hammer throw Smith. This is start, sit, cut. I'm going to give you guys... Chase Jones. <laughs> Hurdle Henderson. I'm going to give you uh, three options. You'll have to tell me which one you would start, sit, and cut, essentially ranking them one through three according to the parameters I give you. All right. All right. Um, looking after the roster moves, which room is the deepest with talent? Start, sit, cut for the Arizona Cardinals, the wide receiver room, the running back room, the tight end room. I will start. We're counting Hopkins in the wide receiver room, right? Yes. Okay. I will start the wide receiver room. I will sit the running back room. I will cut the tight end room. I'm almost there. I'm starting the wide receiver room. I'm sitting the tight end room, and I'm cutting the running back room by the smallest of margins. That tight end room is really good. Also, though, it's just funny because the running back and tight end room having great depth doesn't really mean a lot in the NFL. I mean, all you need is a good number one, maybe number two. You know, it's interesting that they're so concerned about the fourth and fifth running backs or the third tight end. Anyway. You definitely know all about good number twos, Jared. I'll tell you that. Oh, <laughs> baby. Yeah. 45. Hey, ho. Hand for time. Hand for time. Did you guys see that? By the way, did you guys? This is, I guess, maybe a week ago now. Somebody tweeted us. They were at a market. Oh, yeah. 
And they had a sign for hen fruit on it. sale. It was, at, uh, it was at his work cafeteria. Yes. There you go. Show Jimmy is from blowing up. Yeah. Nobody can tell me otherwise. <laughs> and they have good deals on hen fruit. That's right. Absolutely. All right, uh, the Diamondbacks, we talked about how suddenly exciting they are. And I love the comparison to saying the, end, the, you know, the, the rest of this season could be the equivalent to the Suns bubble run and that it sets them up for next year and gives them momentum. If they are going to have success next year, the Diamondbacks, who most has to have success on the team of these three? Start, sick, cut, Zach Gallen, Corbin Carroll, Madison Bumgarner. Um, I think the order presented is the correct order. I will start Zach Gallen. I'll sit Corbin Carroll, and I will cut Madison Bumgarner. So you think they could, Bumgarner can turn it around? That's that's, that's, that's bonus, a bonus too. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think the order is what Vinny said. All right. Uh, some historic things could be happening in baseball. Which is most exciting to you if it were to happen? Starts to cut. Aaron Judge hits sixty-two or more home runs. Albert Pujols gets to more than 700 or more home runs in his career. Mm-hmm. Or the Dodgers, if they finish 26-8, and eight, they will have the most wins in Major League Baseball history. Ugh. Yeah, clearly uh, it's not the Dodgers, so they're, I think they're going to get cut. I think Albert Pujols first because he's tapping out. This is his last season, and that's a that's an incredibly exclusive club. I, I like the Aaron Judge story. I, I love the fact that um, that that we can experience a real home run chase. But I'm also kind of mad that that the the majesty of a home run chase has kind of been ruined. They're already trying. I've already seen on TV that they're saying, he's this far away, this much pace for the Yankees record, for the American League record. I think as he gets closer, they're going to really hype it up and sell it as it's as the equivalent of setting a new record. Yeah, Bick's got the correct order, though. Albert Pujols, not only is he you know, retiring after the year, but to get to 700, to get to that level, um, without being ever really implicated or accused of anything, and being pretty much universally loved and respected around mm-hmm. the sport. Yeah. That's easily number one, especially when it looked bleak that he was going to do it because his first half of the season was awful. Uh, I'll start that. I'll sit judge. I'll cut like 50 other things and then I'll bury <laughs> the Dodgers setting our wins record. Yeah. Wouldn't that be awful? They've had such a great like second half of the year that they're on that pace. A couple more quick. And they've had injuries too, by the way. I know. Their whole st- they've, they've got like four Cy Young pitchers that aren't pitching right now. Yeah. All right. Uh, a couple quick ones here to end with. I don't know if you saw this has been going around, but a giant moving uh, truck, uh, not a moving truck, a semi-truck overturned and it was carrying Tomatoes. Alfredo. Oh, oh no, a okay. different one. Okay. It was it, it was carrying jars of Alfredo sauce. Wow. So the, an entire highway, I believe it was in Tennessee, was shut down because it was covered in Alfredo sauce. So we're removing the traditional marinara slash tomato sauce from the equation here. Your favorite pasta sauce, start, sit, cut, Alfredo sauce, pesto sauce, vodka sauce. So like the pink sauce. Uh, I'll go first on this one. I'm starting pesto 
<laughs> I'm sitting the vodka sauce and I'm cutting Alfredo. Alfredo's gross. Whoa! Yeah, once I'm, you turn like seven years old, it, yeah. you you graduate from Alfredo sauce. Yeah. I'm really? starting marinara, sitting no, marinara, and cutting all three that you <laughs> Oh, really? Mentioned. So you're, yeah, you're a, a, fan a red sauce or nothing? Yeah, I'm not a fan of any of those. We need justice for garlic butter. Ooh, yeah. That, there that's you go. the choice. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, butter noodles. That's a real mature. Garlic butter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, <laughs> nothing, yeah, butter's juvenile. Nothing says garlic year old dude Garlic-y. dining with his parents than buttered noodles. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, we don't have time for the last one. Oh, all sad. I'll save it for another week. On another rousing edition yes. of Start, <laughs> Sit, Come. Final thoughts on this Wednesday straight ahead. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Bickley and Murata, Song of the Day. Song of the day, my favorite from Bush. Little things from their first album. This, this album. song is bussin', man. <laughs> Slapping and bussin' and it's a bop. They're right in. What, what was the band yesterday that we played? Uh, Collective Soul. Collective Soul. They're yeah. right in that wheelhouse of the just post grunge alternative rock of the nineties. Yeah. Was still really good. Uh, this certainly I, takes I me back I, to a certain point in my life. I don't think I've ever life. understood a single Bush lyric in my life, but whatever. Yeah, just listen to Glycerine. Yeah. They just <laughs> what the machine hell are you head, guys, Glycerine. What the hell are you guys talking about? What are you talking about? But it's jams. And we're playing Bush because uh, they will be with uh, Alice in Chains and Branking Benjamin. We got verification. Win your tickets now. <laughs> By heading to the contest page at ArizonaSports.com. Go, Bick! It's right by wheelhouse. Man. I watched the uh, Woodstock 99 uh, uh, documentary on HBO oh, Max. Oh, back that, when Limp Biscuit was like a big thing, a yeah. big deal? Bush uh, was on that bill, too. Okay. I can't believe people enjoyed themselves at that. It just... <laughs> <laughs> the name of the documentary was Trainwreck, and it certainly was. Anyway, I'm going to watch that. That looks was it good. I enjoy. I watched both. Netflix had a documentary on it too, so I watched. I watched like okay. four hours of programming. You are Mr. Documentary Man. I, I watched the Netflix one I too. I do love a good really doc. Good. Uh, there's you go. Uh, Bush, little things today. Song of the day. Bickley and Murata going off the grid. Off the grid. Brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you've been hurt in an accident, call Sweet James at 800-500-5200 or sweetjames.com. Since we were talking about the subject of speed uh, this morning in terms of Arizona athletes and certainly the Diamondbacks, your question today, little daily dose of Vinnie Joe trivia, can you name the NFL running back who had the top speed and three of the top five recorded miles per hour speeds during games last year. I was a little bit surprised to see this. Oh, it's probably not Tyreek Hill then. Nope, running back. Oh, oh, sorry. The top speed was 22.13 miles per hour on a 67-yard touchdown run. 
Derrick Henry. No. He was he was number six on the list. Okay. He's sneaky fast. Yes. So is this guy. Okay. I'm, I'm... He was also the leading rusher in the league. Oh, Jonathan Taylor? Jonathan Taylor. Wow. And in fact, his third highest, which was fifth overall in the league, wow. he was clocked at 21.83 miles per hour, mm-hmm. came on a one-yard touchdown run. What? That had to have been a really wide run to get to the get to the pylon, don't you think? Yeah. Yes. 21 miles per hour on a one-yard run? Maybe that was a typo. Yeah. Maybe, or maybe he... Uh... How like how could could they judge you if you literally are just like diving into the end zone? I like his burst was that quick. I don't know. Uh, I wanted to mention this. Um, Tyler Drake, who covers the Cardinals for us at ArizonaSports.com, out of practice today. He had a few notes. This is from about an hour ago. Marcus Golden was walking off the field as we were heading out to practice. Not sure what that means. Rondale Moore and Jonathan Ward were working out on the side. Tyler did not see J.J. Watt at practice, and Justin, Justin Pugh was outstretching with his teammates. Okay. And against a limited period of time that the media can actually view the practice, wow. okay. so you got to glean what you can when maybe, you can. Maybe Marcus Golden was going upstairs to sign that new contract. Maybe. Maybe it was to get that toe wrapped. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, this is uh, such a good story. We've all been at sporting events where they'll put up like birthday messages and greetings. Oh yeah, on uh, on the video board. The other night at the Milwaukee Brewers game at American Family Field, you had your normal you know posts. Happy birthday, Cody, from your B day buddy Mel. Happy birthday, Mel, from your B day buddy Cody. See what they did there. Happy anniversary, Mike and Ronley. Uh, good luck on the big race, Scott. And here's the one that everybody noticed. Mark, your friendship means the world to me. Let's not wreck it. <laughs> so everybody was like, oh, this dude Mark just got friend zone at the Brewers game. But it has another twist. All right. The Pirates are beating the Brewers 5-3 going into the eighth inning. Kristen, Christian Yelich in the Brewers dugout sees the message on the board and says, you know what, guys? Let's win this for Mark. <laughs> No they scored way. two in the eighth and two in the ninth to win. So they won it for Mark. <laughs> Mark needed one win that night. Yeah. To go with that well, big L. The Don't best? you think that person could have just sent Mark a text or maybe had a talk over well, a the meal best or something? Have, the best would have been if Mark is frantically texting the uh, scoreboard people and says, uh, get rid of the proposal. Get rid of the proposal. <laughs> please, please. Oh, no. Yeah, I guess that was coming up like the next inning or something. Oh, getting no. friend zone. Uh, and I wanted to play this for you, too. Bob Ryan, the uh, longtime Boston Globe writer, uh, has got a podcast with Jeff Goodman. They were talking about Kevin Durant and the possibility of Durant or all the rumors about Durant ending up in Boston this summer. Bob Ryan wanted no part of it. I don't need it. I don't need it. I- I'm happy. I don't want to win with him. I do not m- want him. I don't. You don't want to root for him. You don't want to no, root for Kevin. No. You don't, you no, don't want to I, I, I want to root for this group right here that right. we have a team assembled that, you know, that uh, and grow. And and now that we've added Brogdon, we're going to get the Gillinari. But we now that we've added Brogdon, I love this team. Yeah. I don't want to win with that shit. All right? And I think he is one, frankly. So, Put that in the Boston Globe, Bob Ryan. I don't want to win with that. Put that in the Globe. Yeah, I don't want to win with him. 
Wow. A lot of, Sun, a lot of Suns fans are probably shaking their head in agreement yes. at that. But Especially tra- after that Mikhail Bridges celebration yesterday. Cut. Oh. Can't trade him now. That was fantastic, by the way. Well done to Mikhail Bridges. Well done to the Diamondbacks for that whole thing. The messages on the board. That was cool. Uh, but <laughs> you just didn't expect to hear that from Bob Ryan, of all people, did no. you? No. Thanks to Herm Edwards and Mike Florio for joining us. Thanks to you for listening. We'll catch you tomorrow morning at 6. Wolf and Luke are up next.